Hey everybody, this is Mandy, and I like hats, even though I don't really wear them much. Hi everybody, this is Ollie, and I don't like bugs. And this is the Mandy and Ollie podcast. You search for guys with the most things. Daddy ran away, left your mama with the keys to the Mustang. Yeah, keys to the Mustang. What you laughing about over there, Mandy, on this Friday? I was, I was like, trying to quietly giggle because it was just like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's a, that's a completely reasonable thing to not like books. But I know that for you, it is very serious. Like, out of the two of us, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I probably grew up around more books than I would like to because my parents... Uh, put us in a very wooded area mm-hmm. so even like well, they would be on the deck and I'm just like I can't even get mad at them because we outside and we live in the woods like yeah not that I mm-hmm. I am personally a fan of, of bugs because I'm not right and it's like your disdain for animals is my disdain for bugs maybe times two or three because I also get really bad skin reactions to bug bites like my skin is not with it. So, yeah, in addition to them just being around, especially if it's an enclosed space, I'm like, yo, this is my place of living. Your place of living is out there. Why are you in here? What are you doing? Why are you in here? <laughs> Get out. I would Die. like to say, though, I don't have a disdain for animals. I love animals, but I also fear them. And so that's why I feel as though... I like for them to have their life and their space and me have my life and my space and the two should not um, cross paths. Like yesterday, I was taking my trash out. I was on the phone with my sister and my neighbor was outside with um, his dog. And he's always outside with the dog, but usually I'm going straight from my car, so I'm not worried about it. This time I was walking from the dumpster and he kept calling his dog and she kept stopping and looking at me like she was going to come to me. <laughs> and I was like, I trust him to get her, but she's not, like, directly by him, and I'm not directly by her, but I don't know who's going to get to who first because I'm still walking at my same pace, trying not to show fear because I've heard that dogs can smell that. And um, he's like, come here, come here. And she would turn to him run a little bit, and then stop and look at me. Like, she really wanted to come to me. Like, like, like her heart and her soul was like, go chase that girl. And this is why I'm like, I can't do animals. Because I, even with her owner calling her, I, they, you can't anticipate what dogs or animals are going to do. Like, they still have their own instincts that they want to abide by. And his, her instinct was not to go to him. It was to go to me and I, I'm not prepared for that so yeah fortunately um, she did go to her owner good <laughs> so I'd say animals have a funny way of being trained and still not listening so I'm glad she chose not to go to you <laughs> but yeah that's why I don't want a pet because I'm like people are like oh they're so nice and they've been trained and blah 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 and I'm just like you have you have to train them because their instinct would not be to do what you want them to do. But even when you train them, they still have their instincts, and so it's it's, it's just a 
I don't want to take those risks. <laughs> that that they might not feel like doing what they've been quote unquote trained to do. I can understand that. So, do you have any goal updates you want to provide with us? To us? I do. I'm okay. currently wearing the little sweatband that I wear for when I work out. So hopefully I work out after we're finished with this recording. I thought about working out before, and then I didn't feel like it. So I'm hoping that by continuing to wear the sweatband, I'll feel like it after. Mm-hmm. Also, I've made some decisions to um, work towards some goals for my financial literacy in life. Okay. okay. So I am going to be implementing something I'm calling Organize October and no spend November. So, hey. <laughs> alliteration. <laughs> <laughs> so, for organized October, I'm going to be researching a lot of things in regards to finances, um, credit, investments, all that different kinds of stuff. And then I'm planning to start implementing them in November, including the fact that for the month of November, I plan to not spend any additional money besides necessities. So, you know, my rent, my utilities, groceries, any necessary things that come with my car, like gas insurance, if I, and then emergencies if they come up. But I'm not going to be eating out. I'm not going to be going out and spending money. I have, I think, one activity in November, but technically I've already bought, like, the ticket for that. And then, of course, there's, I don't know, Thanksgiving. But um, (laughs) besides that, yeah, it's going to be a very just trained and structured situation, Um, hoping to save a lot of money, and then put the money that I save towards, you know, the financial plans that I'm putting together, um, establishing short-term goals and long-term goals and really sticking to those going forward. Cool, y'all. I'm all for organizing and becoming more financially literate, so I commend you for taking the steps to do so. And the No Spend November thing, like No Shave November, is something that I know is very popular around this time of year, uh, this month. <laughs> so participation in that sounds fun, too. I had a friend doing No Spend September, and it was so funny because she was like, I'm trying to hold myself accountable. And then, like, two hours later, she posted on her Instagram story. She was like, I messed up, guys. I forgot I ordered pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought it was so funny that, once she was being honest, and, too, it's like, these things, happen where you maybe you forget something or you you know what I mean you make a purchase but the fact that you recognize it and you try to get back on track is really cool to me so yeah and I had already had a conversation with my friend about us doing it together because we had previously talked about working on um, establishing certain you know financial goals and and holding each other accountable and kind of working together to figure out um, our situations. So as soon as I was like, okay, this is something I think I want to do, I was like, hey, do you want to do this too? And she was like, yeah. And 
it's definitely been helpful because we're already thinking about things that we have to do to prevent ourselves from, you know, spending in November or just, like, acting on certain things. Because mm-hmm. she was like, you know, November's Black Friday, and I'm how am I going to not, like, buy stuff online or something like that? And I'm like, well, typically I don't participate in Black Friday, so I wasn't worried about it for myself, but I understand how that could be, you know, a concern for other people. Like, it's literally a holiday at this point. But I did tell her, I was like, well, technically Cyber Monday starts in December, is, is a part of December. So if you can hold out to Cyber Monday, at least you won't be spending in November. Because uh, Thanksgiving is really late this year. It's at the end of uh, the month. I see. Yeah, it's the 28th. And that Cyber Monday will be December 2nd. Interesting. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I'll help you to try to, to hold out. We'll do something on that Friday to hopefully keep you from spending money. But Nice. Those type of things, yeah. Cool, yeah. So What about you? My goal update basically includes the use of some organization tools. As I've been saying, I've been using calendars, my digital calendars, a physical calendar, expo reminders, noteboards, and stuff like that. And I found that I've bought other materials, so I always like to thank Past Ollie. I'm like, thank you, Past Ollie, because I'll find things or I'll maybe buy doubles of something that will eventually get used, but um, <laughs> some of my friends come over, they're like, can we go in your store? Can we go shopping in your store? And I just think it's so funny because I'll go to my little store area and I'm like, oh, yeah, I do have this. I do have that. So basically, to too long didn't read, I found some, like, index cards and all these little organizing tools and stickers and stuff, and I was like, I had no idea these were in here. Thank you, Pass Ollie. So I was just really thankful for Pass Ollie. I've been using index cards, and it's really cool because, they're colorful, they're bright, it's fun. You have lines if you want to use lines. If you just want a back that's plain, you can do that. If you want to draw something, if you want to make it big, a marker, a pencil, whatever, they just kind of absorb these writing tools really well. And um, they're what I've been using to stay organized. I've been using them to make checklists, like physical checklists, even if I'd make a digital one, because it's sometimes just helpful to see something right in front of your face. So if I want to stick it up somewhere or leave it in the room somewhere, I know I'll see it. And I'm like, oh, I got to get to that. So I've been reluctantly, reluctantly going through my checklist on my index card. So that's been helpful for me staying organized. Oh, index cards. That is something that just feels very reminiscent of school. <laughs> right. <laughs> it does, it? Yeah. Agreed. Okay, do you have an entry for This is a Safe Space? Um, I thought I did, but I didn't see one written down. But I know that I do. I've just been, the one that I know that I have, I still don't know that I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> okay. Would you like me to go first? A, yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, it'll give you more time to think about it. So this one I feel like I want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say, if you want to talk about it. This one might run into meat and potatoes because I feel like this will be a hefty conversation for us, but I do want to have it here. So for my This is a Safe Space entry, I wanted to talk about women and stepping into traditional roles. So I have 
one friend who's a stay-at-home wife, and she is all about it. Like, she used to be in the workforce. She used to be very independent before she was married, everything like that. But now she's a stay-at-home wife, and she's just one of those people who's like, there's nothing wrong with being a stay-at-home wife. And, you know, she's kind of tired of people shunning it. Like, women need to be independent. Women don't need to depend on men. And she's like, no, I do depend on my husband. Like, we are a one-income household. I do not mind doing my housely duties and da 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 and and she's not saying it in a you need to be submissive and subservient way. She's just saying it in a this is what we agreed to. This is what we discussed before we got married. This is what I wanted to do, so this is my choice to do it. So I guess I'm just wondering how you feel, Mandy, about women being in these traditional roles, like <laughs> like a one-household income or the husband wanting you to be barefoot and pregnant or not necessarily stay in the kitchen, but like, yeah, you keep the house clean and you do things that maybe I'm not putting time to do or have the strength to do, and I'll go out and bring the meat and potatoes home. Like, And I'm guessing I'm also wondering if you feel like those kind of situations, if there will be some form of equality, if if a wife is having to depend on her husband for income or money or stability like do you still think that there will be a sense of equality in that kind of household so i am not opposed to women being in traditional roles Mm -hmm. um i don't know if i could do it personally not because i feel like oh i'm so attached to working and wanting to have independence and blah, blah, blah. I just feel like I struggle with um, anxiety and I've never been diagnosed as depressed, but I'm just going to call it like depression in a way where if I have to spend all of my time at home, I could very easily fall into a slump. Mm -hmm. So I think it's good for me to have things where I have to like, leave the house and kind of do something else to help me, um, I don't know, stay alert and ironically, like, focused, like, really have something where I'm not just easily becoming reclusive. And I think that would happen if I had to be at home all day, even if it was like, oh, I know there's a bunch of stuff I have to do at home. I would still just be like, all I see are these walls and Mm -hmm. I don't really uh, think I would serve well in that space. Um, So I might be like a part-time stay-at-home wife Mm -hmm. or something if I were to do that. Okay. I will interject and say this particular friend does go out and do stuff. Like she takes dance classes. She's not at the house like 24-7, so she is active within her community but very adamant about the role and very adamant about letting people know, like, this is fine. You don't have to be super independent or don't let the media or people, I guess, persuade you to be this hard rock of a person who isn't supposed to like traditional roles. And I appreciated her candor and her honesty about it. Personally, I... I feel like I've been so independent or I've seen so many situations or even I have depended on someone before and I'm like, 
I don't want to put myself in that vulnerable situation again where if something goes wrong, I'm depending on someone. But lately I find myself where sometimes I'm just like, I'm tired. Like maybe I do want, I don't know, to just relax and not have to worry about anything. Maybe put my finances towards stupid stuff or risk it towards something else or an investment or just other things where I'm like, if I was a stay-at-home wife and I was being funded to do whatever and just chill out and take care of kids, maybe that is something I would enjoy. But I've been so vehemently, I've been so adamantly against it (laughs) that I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know. I used to be like, no, 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 I have to be independent. I have to do everything myself or, you know, I can only depend on myself. But now I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I need to ease up a little bit. I don't look at it again personally as like a loss of independence if uh, because I feel like I would be in a relationship where respect is mutual and maybe that's how it is with like your friend like the issue for me is when the partner in the relationship like the man in the relationship is like well trying to dictate to their wife how the wife should behave, not just how the household mm. should be run, but how the wife mm. should behave and what the wife should do because they bring home the money. And it's like mm. we've partly established this structure because you trust me to take care of things at home. Right. So if that's supposed to be, you know, where I take care of things, it wouldn't make sense to me that you would come in and assume to know more than me. Like I can't go into your place of work, the place – you know, the thing that you Correct. do every day and assume to know more than you. So Correct. that is where it's, like, problematic to me. But the idea that, like she said, it's a team and if your significant other makes enough money for it to be one income, because I do feel like I'm not someone that's, again, striving for a certain level. I think I said this, like, way, way in the podcast, yeah, but I'm, I think you did. <laughs> like, I'm not, I don't look at like certain jobs as like, this is what's going to be my success or I'm going to feel all kinds of fulfillment from doing this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. And I also feel that way about like having extreme amounts of money. I understand wanting to have wealth and things to sustain you and pass down to your family, but that doesn't always have to be just like cash money. That could be land. That could be certain um, trade skills that your child will learn so that they'll always be able to take care of themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like there's people who have all kinds of money and don't really have life skills or understand how to fend for themselves if there was an emergency situation. So I'm good with a one household income as long as that one income can really sustain the household. I, it wouldn't make sense to me, for again, for someone to be like, you have to stay home, but they're not actually making enough for us to really survive. That way, right. Um, but if it seems like the issue is more so people's outside perspectives. That's just like a whole issue with society that I I feel like they talk about with feminism because um, women fought so hard to be able to have equal opportunities in the workplace or whatever that sometimes right. folks judge those who don't She's want that lifestyle. 
And right. it's like no one's saying that you have to stay at home or you have to be barefoot and pregnant or you have to be in the kitchen. But feminism in theory would be like we all get to live the lives we choose to live as women and be respected in those lifestyles and it be equal to that of men living those lifestyles. Right. Holy they. Oh, you sound exhausted. <laughs> I, it's just something that I've been thinking about. So someone that, (laughs) someone that I've been speaking to, that is their thinking, like they want their partner to be comfortable and be home and be barefoot and pregnant. And they didn't say it exactly that way, but that's what they're saying. Like, oh, I don't want them to have to worry about, you know, working. Like they're very traditional. So they want to be like, they feel like, I'm the man, so I need to provide for my family. And it's like I don't come across a lot of people like that very often, at least not nowadays. So it kind of took me back, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm asking questions like, well, what do you mean you're the man? Do you mean like what you say goes? You're the He's just like, no, I just – because his dad took care of their family, meaning his, his mom didn't have to work if she didn't want to. So he was just explaining to me, like, so he wants that same thing. He was like, if my wife wants to work, that's fine, but I don't want to put her in a situation where she has to. And I was just like, yeah, I don't hear that that often. I hear 50-50. I hear let's go Dutch. And that's usually me because I'm usually coming to the table like, I don't want you to think I want anything from you or that I need anything from Mm -hmm. you. So, yeah, let's go 50-50. And so just taking a step back and realizing that, I don't have to, like, do a preemptive strike like that and just kind of chill and listen and see what happens is kind of interesting. (sighs) I wonder if he ever asked his dad how he felt about that situation mentally. Like, he's saying that's how he observed his family structure, but did he ever ask his dad, did you feel, like, super stressed that you had to hold down the whole household? Because even though that structure may have worked, for their family, it came to be like he grew up in that system and things were fine. But I'm also like that may not have been that may not have like yeah like his dad's perspective may have been just like slightly different. Or there may have been times when his dad was like you know uh, it would be nice if there was some extra income just so it wouldn't right. fall on me the whole time. But not because he couldn't sustain the family, but because he just felt a lot of stress and pressure from it, you know? Because it's like, even now, when you talk about independence, like, I continue to build my life in preparation for me being um, single for the rest of my life. And that's (laughs) part of why I'm doing this, like, I don't know why you're laughing, I'm being serious, but why I'm doing this, like, financial literacy stuff, I'm just like, if I am going to be single for the rest of my life, I have to be prepared to have, I have to be prepared for certain things that I may want in my life. And I would love to have another person that, A, I have in terms of emotional support, but also financial support. I think about that a lot. Every You know, like every time a bill comes or right. every time I want to eat something or when I'm thinking about um, when I'm looking at like houses, because I I like right. to look at houses online, or even when I'm just you know driving down the street, I'm just like you know I wonder how much that would cost. But it'd be a lot easier if there were two of me. But right. <laughs> but 
I'm also just like, well, if this is the current situation that I'm in, I'm making that situation work. So I feel like, you know, his his parents probably had it that way. Like they thought about, I'm sure, I'm sure it crossed their mind, like what would it be like to have two incomes? But maybe they just felt like it didn't fit the structure of their family mm-hmm. for the overall needs of the family. But that didn't relieve, you know, ask. stress. Right. Yeah. I'm definitely going to ask. I'll ask. Get some more information. Yeah. Wait, did you think about whether or not you wanted to share your safe space entry? I will, I guess. Okay. So, (laughs) (laughs) okay, so again, I'm going to reiterate what this is a safe space means to me before I say this thing because this is a safe space is a place where I can talk about something where there will be no judgment on the subject. Mm -hmm. And maybe even we don't have to talk about it again after I say whatever I'm about to say about it, you know, because I said it in this space where I felt free and safe to discuss it, and I may not want to discuss it again after that. Okay. So, so are you saying you want to speak and you, excuse me, interjection, are you saying you want to speak and I just listen and don't comment? Are you saying you want you to speak, comment. listen, comment, and then after that we move on? Yep. Okay. <laughs> the got latter. Got okay. Got it. We can, we can talk about it in this space and mm-hmm. potentially never, never again. Got you. Potentially. <laughs> potentially. All right. Um, this Sometime this week, my stomach was going brr, brr, brr. It was rumbling and tumbling. And I had eaten so much good food throughout that day, most of it free. Some of it was like leftovers from the day before. And when my stomach started to go brr, 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 and my body (laughs) repelled against me, I was very upset. Because it's one of those things where I don't know what I ate that is causing this visceral reaction from my body. And for some of the stuff I ate, I had leftovers, and I just had to throw everything away because I'm like, I don't know what is causing this, but what's happening is not okay. And then the entire next day, being yesterday, I was mainly just drinking ginger tea because my my stomach still felt like bruh, 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 but I had to go back to work. And I was like, the, the fortunate thing is my stomach didn't go bruh, bruh, bruh when I was at work originally. But the next day I had to go back to work and I was like, I can't do what I've been doing at home at work. My body can't attack itself in the middle of the office. That's not cute. So I just sat and drank my ginger tea. Then I was like, man, I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. But I'm afraid to eat something because my body is attacking itself. Right. So I came home and ate some toast <laughs> and a little bit of something else. But basically, I went to sleep at 530, and I ain't wake back up till the middle of the night. And basically, all I did was lay there till I went back asleep again. Like, I read a little bit. But my body just behaved in such a way that I had to sleep it off. For over 12 hours. Oh, my goodness. So I guess for my this is a safe space, I want to talk about when your body's 
IBS. What's that? Irritable bowel syndrome? No. That's very specific. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I I'm just want to talk I'm about listening. when your body's sick. I don't even know what that means specifically, if that's what I had. <laughs> so I'm I'm sorry. Sorry. This is a safe space because... I don't necessarily feel safe talking about my stomach going brr, 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 and what it does after it goes brr, brr, brr. That's not something, <laughs> you know, that might be TMI for some people. <laughs> because another thing that's TMI, which Ali knows, is that I don't usually have problems with my bowel <laughs> or my uh, gag reflexes and none of that. Like, my well, body functions in a way that I'm good. I don't have to worry about things too often. At the most, I might sneeze here or there. I don't have allergies. I just feel like my body and me, we have an understanding of each other. Mm-hmm. And don't I also me. think I that's... Don't bother you. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I make sure you get water and food mm-hmm. on the regular. Mm-hmm. You make mm-hmm. sure that you get the nutrients you need from that. Mm-hmm. Right, and then we go on about our day. Mm-hmm. So when my body was like, no, we're going to reject everything that you gave us today, <laughs> aggressively, <laughs> I was like, who hurt you? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I won't ever do it again. <laughs> and so I just want to talk about when you're like when your body gets sick, but you don't know why, because it'll be like, oh, I, I, I knew that thing didn't smell right or blah, 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 or whatever, whatever. I'm just like, no, I, I gave you leftovers, which were fine the day before when we ate it, and I gave you food that everybody else at the office also ate. So I don't know what your damage is or why you mad. I need you not to be mad. I need you not to be mad. And so um, that's why I'm just like, I'll just give you ginger. But, yeah, ginger. I'm listening. Sorry. No, you're fine. Whenever I have, like, any kind of issue, so the first thing I hear is my mom's voice saying, well, did you drink water? Like, it could be anything. Your stomach hurts. Did you drink water? Your head hurts. Did you drink water? You accidentally cut off your toe. Did you drink water? That's always her answer. <laughs> and so that's the first thing I think about. Did I drink water today? If the answer is yes, then I move on to, honestly, caffeine. I'll drink me some, like, Coke Zero or Pepsi Max, something with zero sugar, zero calories, but with, like, 46 grams of caffeine because that seems to quell it. And if that doesn't work, then I move on to medications or a heating pad or something like that. But it's it's frustrating because especially when you're like, all this food yesterday, we were goody. The food today, we were goody. I didn't pull anything. I didn't move in any kind of way. Nobody gut punched me or checked me any kind of crazy way playing around. I didn't wrestle. Yet you're attacking yourself for what? For why? For why? 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 So... <laughs> I would be frustrated because it's also like your brain is working, like what's going on, and your body is like, I'll show you what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, it does not sound like a fun time at all, especially when it you're doesn't. at work in the office. Ooh, that's that's what it didn't. It didn't happen at work, which I'm very fortunate for. But it happened when I got home, and it was happening well into the night, and I was like, all right, we're gonna wake up, and we're gonna be done. 
And I woke mm-hmm. up, and it was like, and my stomach was still going brr, brr, brr in a way that I was like, mm-hmm. if this is a hit or a miss situation. I don't know what's going to happen. But I, but I have to go into work today. I would love to take off. I have plenty of PTO. But today is just too busy of a day for me to just be like, F it, I'm staying home. Because my stomach is going brr, 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 and I don't really know what it's going to do. Because I've done that before. I've done that where I'm like, mm, I drank a little bit too much on this day, and now I have to spend the next day chilling or whatever. Or I ate a little this, that too fast with some, and mix it with some stuff I don't usually mix it with, and now I have to sit down some more. <laughs> but that's not what happened. My, my body was just like, F you and the horse you rode in on and everybody that you know. I don't really like you. I don't care about you. You and me got problems. I'm finna beat your behind down. Watch me. You think I'm playing? You gonna see who's playing. Okay. And then it beat my behind. You still have no idea what the source was? Not a clue. I was very upset because I had I like I said, I had brought home some of these tasty treats. And I was just like, I woke up in the morning and I just put it in the garbage because I was like, I don't know if that was the cause. I can't imagine that it was, but I don't know what was. So I have to throw it. I'm not eating none of it. Nothing that I ate the day before, it ain't going to be eaten today. No, that sucks. Or any other day, just in case. Holy day. How are you feeling? It's like... Uh, now I'm still just kind of hungry because I've been eating random stuff. Mm. But it's like the first time I had um, Papados mm-hmm. was the first time I ever had food poisoning in life. Again, Whoa. me and my body tend to get along. I was eight, <laughs> 17 years old, about to turn 18. Me and my body, we don't usually have these type of problems. I didn't eat Papados again for like basically 10 years. Because I was like, nah, that one time I had papados, I got food poisoning. I'm not doing that. I had food poisoning for like three days. Oh I was my like, this, this type of stuff don't happen to me. I'm not eating that papados. And I was like, papados so great. Uh, Saint, uh, not St. Louis. Louisiana cuisine. Seafood. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't care. And <laughs> I didn't have the seafood. They was like, why would you eat chicken at Papados? Because I didn't know that Papados, I'd never been there before. I didn't know that it was a seafood-only restaurant, and I was a 17-year-old kid who ain't had no money. She had to order chicken off the menu because that's what she could afford. But it didn't matter if I ordered chicken. It shouldn't have tried to kill me. I know that much. I know that much, too. Oh, that sounds like a terrible experience. Yeah, food poisoning is not fun. Yeah. But this time didn't even feel like food poisoning. It just felt like my body was like, F you forever. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. I think I've had undiagnosed food poisoning once before in my life. And I always used to ask people, like, how do you know if it's food poisoning? And then that day I was like, this is how I know it's food poisoning. Like you said, I don't think my life for three days, maybe two days, and it was just like it was bad. I was like, I knew what I ate too. I was just like, this is never happening again. 
So, yeah. I feel you. I just try to curl up and relax if I can, but those situations can be really uncomfortable. So if anybody mm-hmm. out there is dealing with IBS or food poisoning or any kind of ailment, just try to handle it as best you can. Sleep if you can. Sleep helps sometimes if you can go to sleep. Um, if you take medicine, take some medicine to numb it. It won't make it go away, but it will definitely numb the pain. <clears throat> so, yeah, that's my This is a Safe Space. Okay. And uh, I'm just going to leave that there. (laughs) All right. Let's move on to some non-poisonous meat and potatoes. I want to talk about something that one of our favorite singers said today, and I said that this might blend in well with our This is a Safe Space or my This is a Safe Space entry. And uh, recently... A singer, Fantasia, mentioned something about. Oh, um, you said our her. favorite singer, and I was like, I don't know who that, who she's gonna say. But yeah, I like Fantasia. <laughs> cool. Well, I meant our. I meant like the our community. Uh, <laughs> Not <Mandy and> Holly. <laughs> One of our favorite singers, Fantasia, came out to discuss her marriage while she was at the Breakfast Club. That's a popular podcast slash morning show. And she was basically reiterating something I've heard before, which is that the woman is the neck and the man is the head, as in the man is the head of the household, but he can't move without the neck, who is the woman in the household. And this is something that I remember from my big fat Greek wedding. The man is the mm-hmm. the head and the woman is the neck. So this isn't new to me. And I've heard this before also within like the Christian community, growing up within church and whatnot. And I guess I just want to get your perspective on that kind of belief? Like, do you believe that women can also not be heads of their households or that, say say you're a single mom or just a single woman. You're a single woman. Aren't you the head of your household? <laughs> do you think that if a man came into your household, you would become the neck and allow him to become the head? Or would there be two heads? How would that work? <laughs> well... <laughs> Hit me with some hard questions here, Ollie. Hot take. Um, Hot take. <laughs> I think I told you about, although I I didn't say it fully to the podcast, but the podcast knows that I've talked about wanting to adopt. And when mm-hmm. I've told my family that I want to do this, they have not been the most supportive, uh, unfortunately. And part of that is because they believe strongly that there should be a man and a woman in every family or something, and that I like a child shouldn't be raised without a father and a mother or some some something like that, and um, I was just like that could happen anyway, mm-hmm. like without me choosing to adopt, I could still end up being a single mother, so yeah. and like you're saying, I could still be the person that is in charge of and the head of my household mm-hmm. for all kinds of reasons. Um, yeah. But I did watch that interview, and some of what she was saying is, uh, <laughs> I definitely think it's a structure that comes from religious and, in her case, like Christian backgrounds, definitely. where even if the woman is the breadwinner, meaning she makes more money than her spouse, which 
it seems like might be the case for Fantasia and her husband. Mm-hmm. She takes her structure of how the household would be run. The, the husband is the head of, like, a lot of that, which is, is kind of like what we were talking about before. Because it's if a, if a man is already making, the, like, not just a man, people who have money feel like they will power. Yep. Um, so if the man were the breadwinner, <laughs> he would be like, I will the power, right? But then right. if they're not the breadwinner, but they still want to will the power, I guess my my concern or my question is, like, why do you want to wield power? Like, why mm. is that seemingly important? important to you? Right. Because... For me, being the head of the household is in part like necessity and it's just mainly responsibility. You can't have the kids running the household because they don't have the knowledge or the resources to make those kinds of decisions. So it has to be, you know, the adults or the guardians in the case. To automatically make it the man would be irresponsible. But she also did say that in regards to her and her husband, they have to, the the man should be responsible. They, they can't just say, well, I'm the man, so I have to wield the power. If they aren't right. making themselves knowledgeable in all the areas so that they can make the right decision for the household and not just for themselves, then they shouldn't be wielding the power. And you shouldn't be submitting to them because they exactly. don't know what they're talking about. So I did respect her opinion on it specifically because it seems like her husband, again, is a sensible man or person that does not, like, look at her as being inferior or he's going to disrespect her and her thoughts and her opinions on things just because he wants to be the man who wields the power. Mm -hmm. But I don't often see that structure being upheld. I think people are just saying the saying of a man is the head of the household and leaving it at that. And so people are running around with this notion of, okay, well, I have to let the man make the decision because he's the man. At the same time, there's a meme going around, which I think you sent, you know, to our group chat about (laughs) how men want a woman who's going to, you know, a good woman will help him fill out job applications and help him get a bank account and help him um, find have activities so he'll stay out the streets. And I'm like, you want us to do all that and then call you the head of the household? That don't make sense. If you can't be responsible for yourself, you can't be responsible for the household. You can't make the decisions if you aren't showing that you should be the decision maker. It's like... The person who's the boss and they just want to be the boss and tell everybody what to do, but they're not Mm -hmm. exhibiting the characteristics that are sustainable for maintaining the business and actually keeping things afloat, you don't need to be the boss, and I'm not going to listen to you just because you are the boss. Like Exactly. Yes. What Mandy's saying is true. So I found it. This is what it says, and it was Kev on stage who was reading someone else's Facebook post. And this post got a lot of uh, generation, a lot of people laughing, a lot of hearts, a lot of likes. 
but it says, be the woman that'll help. <laughs> I can't even. Because <laughs> right. it's comical. The... <laughs> I know. It's so funny. Be the woman that'll help fill out job applications. The woman that'll help open up a bank account just to save and get him on his feet. The woman that'll tell him right from wrong. The woman that'll plan things to do just to keep him out the streets. The woman that'll help him go from nothing to something. The woman that'll motivate him and make sure his head is always on straight. Be the woman that's down through it all. Now, (laughs) if y'all need to run this back and replay it, please do, because that was a direct quote of what that man said. And again, it garnered a lot of attention and a lot of people were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, a lot of people's comments were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Other people were like, it sounds like you're looking for a mother. My whole thing is after you give so much of yourself, whether you're in a a same a same gender or different gender relationship, what is there left for you? If you're supporting someone else, if mm-hmm. you're helping someone else do every single little step in life and either they're not helping you to do other steps that you might need help with, if there's no balance or you've given them everything, what do you have left for yourself? This doesn't make any sense to me. And when I sent it to our group chat, I was dying laughing. I was screaming. I was like, what? 2019? What? (laughs) I think it's comical and it's very irresponsible to be spreading this message that women need to be these caretakers for men. You are a grown man. And we have to figure things out. We as women have to figure things out, so why can't you as a man figure things out? I understand when people need help and asking for help, but depending on a woman to hold your hand and teach you how to walk and go step by step is ridiculous. There was another thing I saw today on Facebook. Facebook must be the place where people just go off and on tangents and basically lose their mind. But mm-hmm. What it said was um, someone knew a woman whose husband didn't like that she made more money than than he did. So she quit her job mm. and got a new job where she made less money than him to fit the structure of their life. So originally, and then I put, they put the comment below about it and basically said, like, it was his cousin, I guess. And he said his cousin was making, let's say, $300,000 type a year, The, the his his um, woman cousin, and her husband was making $120,000 a year. Then he, then he got a $300,000 job, and now she's making, you know, less than, like, 80000 or something like that, less than that now. And the person who posted the comment was like, but both of y'all could have had a $300,000 job because clearly exactly. you could have upgraded yourself or or been upgraded in whatever way so that you could have had that. Three- I found it. I found it. I found it. Let me read Thank you. Thank you. Because I need to hear this mess. A man told his wife to quit her job because she was earning more money than him and he was feeling insecure. She decided to quit her job and got one with lesser pay, and they lived happily ever, ever, ever after. See, sustaining a marriage is just all about obeying and understanding your husband. And then below that, 
Um, the person replying to it said, my cousin quit her job of over 300K for a job of 80K for her husband earning just over 100K. Now then, now he earns over 300K and she earns over 120K. They are very happy now. And the reality is like, they both could have been earning 300K now, mm-hmm. but you were too busy being insecure mm-hmm. and thinking that the marriage could not last or sustain if she was making more than you. That doesn't make sense. No, like, it doesn't make sense. That, should, that shouldn't a take away. Yes, and that shouldn't take away from your role in the marriage. Like, the amount of money shouldn't take away from that. And if it is, if she's treating you poorly or you feel like less than because she makes more money than you or you feel less than, then both of y'all need to work on your character and behavior because that shouldn't be the issue. I agree. If she's, like, demasculating him or, sorry, not demasculating, emasculating him or trying to act, like, crazy or, like, oh, I'm wearing the pants or whatever because I make the most money or I have some kind of dominion or power over you, just, like, it's trash when men do it. If women do it, it's also trash. So I can see if that was the case. And then Mandy is right. Like, that's something y'all need to discuss about character and attitudes and behavior and just treating each other with respect. But if it's, if it's, oh, he or she is making more than me and I'm not comfortable with that, so you need to get a lesser-paying job, then that's just stupid because y'all are a joint household and that money could be helping with so many other projects you guys have as a joint household. So that's just ridiculous. Ridiculous, so I can't get with it. I just can't. Whether I'm making less or more than you shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter. I've been. I've also like been dating people, and they make it clear like it it will bother them. So <laughs> that's when you start to have those conversations. Like, why would that bother you? Why do you think you feel that way? Because I don't think that it has to be a continuous, maintained thing. Like, I don't think because a guy thinks that off bat that he's a trash man. I think you can unlearn bad behaviors or things that you've learned so much that you've been taught so much that you don't have to agree with for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm like, yeah, I'm not afraid to have that conversation with someone and see if they're willing to adjust their thinking and their mindset um, on it. But if we can't come to an understanding, then that's not someone I need to be in joint structure with. But I don't see why we have to have less of a bundle or less of opportunities or less money in the bank because you have an insecurity about me making more money than you. And what seems to be like even significantly close amount of money, because she had to drop over 100000 k below him for them to right. be happy. Right. Some people don't even make hundred k in like three years. So <laughs> I'm just like, I would never. Wouldn't let it happen to me, though. <laughs> Wouldn't let it happen to me, though. Wouldn't let it happen to me. Okay. I'm ready to move. Go ahead. <laughs> you weren't going to ask me if I had something for the main topic? I thought, you know what? No, I was, you didn't let me finish. I was going to say, okay. I'm ready to move on to your plate. That's what I was going to say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mandy, 
What's on your plate today for the main topic, the meat and potatoes? <laughs> I wanted to ask if you had anything that you were excited about um, for the fall season. We're officially in fall, mm-hmm. and while I don't have a special or a favorite season out of the year, they all have their plus and minuses in my opinion. I think there are certain things that are unique to certain seasons, and there are things that I like about fall. So I wanted to kind of talk about that a little bit. Okay, sure. I will list my three recent things that I'm excited about. So number one, my favorite holiday is coming up. Mandy knows what that is. Whenever I bring it up to anyone else, they guess actual holidays, and I'm like, no. My favorite holiday is the day after Halloween. Yes. November 1st, because that's when all the Halloween candy goes on sale, and I can watch it go from 60% off to 70 to 80 to 90 and then just stock up. Not for next year, not for the neighborhood kids, for me, myself, and I. So that's my favorite holiday that's coming up. That's number one. Number two, <laughs> there was a a deal that happened online, like a little glitch deal, and I got to finally purchase some Fenty Beauty products. So Why I got you. Yep, yep. I, y'all I don't ever pay attention when I tag y'all or when I send y'all stuff. Y'all don't seem like y'all are interested. So I was just like, let me just stop because they don't seem interested in my couponing or my glitch deals. So anyway, if it's Rihanna, then I'm interested. Because okay, I've well. got silly looking <laughs> at Fancy Beauty and Fancy Savage. And while I have some Fancy Savage, I'm just, it's, it's I don't have sets or lingerie, and I would like some sets and, and lingerie. But that's neither here nor there. I'm going to let you finish. Okay. All right. All right. Anywho, I got some Fenty Beauty products for the first time ever. It was really cheap. I got like five things for $9. It was crazy. So I'm very excited to try those out. And my third thing is in regards to some of my business. I have some new items I'm adding, and a lot of them are like beautiful pieces that I want to keep myself. So that's kind of hard. But they're all like winter jackets and coats and stuff like that, and they look really, really dope. So I'm hoping that those do well. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Those would be my top jackets three things that I'm excited about. Yeah, because, you know, some of these places got seasons, mm-hmm. <laughs> different seasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what are you excited uh, about? Well, for one, I'm excited about soup. Um, okay. Excited to start making – I am. It's, it's, it's really how I feel. I'm ready to be able to make soups again. Um. I realized that it's kind of been a tradition in my family from before I was even born to mm-hmm. on Saturdays we drink soup or we have soup Saturday. or whatever. On Saturday, Saturday was soup day. <laughs> this was this was a tradition established from before I was born. Um and while, since I love having soup anyways in the fall and winter time, I want to continue the tradition. Um, I just got to make sure I drink all the soup, eat all the soup before the next Saturday because part of it being Soup Saturday was the family would have soup together, and I have not been good about that, about making it a collective thing. Like, I did invite a lot of, like, my friends over last year when I was making soups because mm-hmm. otherwise I'd be eating soup all day for forever, okay. all day, every day, for 
a week and a half. I don't know. So I'm excited about soup. Mm-hmm. I'm also excited about other hot drinks. I've already bought a jug of cider. Okay. To warm up and, and drink real good. Love cider. Love mixing cider sometimes, which, you know, a little lick, lick, hot toddy right. situations. Love okay. hot toddies. Um, but I also like teas, different flavors of teas. I just like a, I like a hot beverage. Um, I like, I want to go, oh, another thing I'm excited about for fall, I guess this isn't exclusive to fall, but I associate it with fall, is when you go to carnivals. I just want to go to a carnival, not pay no ticket for entry if it, if they require a ticket for entry, that's the wrong carnival for me to go to. Because I just want to eat a funnel cake. Just want to go up to the booth, buy a funnel cake, sit down and eat it because I don't need to get the powdered sugar in my car, and then leave. Okay. Excited for that. Mm-hmm. When you try and go to these fall festivals and these uh, carnivals when you're older and you realize how unsafe these things are, you wonder why your parents <laughs> let you go as a child. <laughs> Right. We were always allowed to go, but we there were only certain rides we could get on. We could not get on all those little rinky-dink rides. But I miss funnel cake. I haven't thought about funnel cake in ages. I remember the Walmarts in Atlanta used to have, like, these outside little fairs and carnivals and stuff. I remember mm-hmm. funnel cake there. I remember the Atlanta fair, Atlanta something-something that comes every year. I remember funnel cake there. So... You're right. I'm excited about funnel cake if that comes around here. And soups. I love soups. I eat soups in the summer and the winter whenever. A good tomato bisque or a lobster bisque or, ooh, a broccoli and cheddar. I I love soups now. As a younger person, I didn't care for it much. Oh, mushroom soup now, too? Oh, my gosh. I love me a good mushroom soup. Hmm. I think I want some soup today. (laughs) See? Gotcha. Oh, my goodness. Those are good things to be excited about. What do you put in your spiked cider? Um, usually something brown. So even if I like, because I tend to be a rum drinker, so if I do rum, it has to be like a dark rum, but typically like a whiskey, brandy, um, that type of thing. Okay. Okay. That sounds delicious. Yep. Okay. So that's my fall excitement, and I finally had something for the main topic. Nice. I can appreciate your entry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it's about that time. We're about to close. Mandy, does anyone or anything receive your underappreciated award for today? No. All right. Okay, you guys. You had to believe it was too good to be true. If I had a base, I think there's no way I had everything else. I really thought hard, though. I was like, what do I want to give my underappreciated award to? And not to say that people aren't out here doing great things or anything like that. I just personally couldn't find anything that I was excited about to give an underappreciated award to. And maybe that's because I was too busy dealing with my brr, brr, brr stomach. But um, <laughs> I'll think real hard about it for next week. Okay, yeah, you do that. All right, you guys, so my underappreciated award is going to the one, the only, the pop group sensation, S. 
club. Ain't no party, Ain't no like, party club like an ex club party. Seven. And this is going to them as a group, as a musical group, not as individuals or that person who shall not be named who was on that reality TV show who showed her behind, but to the what? group as a whole. F, yeah, uh huh, Joe. What are the S Club people wilding out? S Club 7 was a staple in my just random songs I sing, random people I think about. The TV show, I loved watching it when I was younger, and it just followed the group around. The fact that it was just like real but kind of scripted was something that really appealed to me. And all the songs were really, really catchy. And I have not caught myself singing any of them recently at all but within the last two days like they just started coming to my head again and i was like i did used to jump to us club seven i do have that album somewhere in one of my little cd case holders that i'm thinking it'll make money <laughs> in the future so i'm still hanging on to it and not giving it away like that used to be my jam and my jelly so i wanted to give them an underappreciated word for today i can't imagine hate to break to you that they're gonna make you money in the future they cd ah I, I feel like collector's items don't go the way they used to, but I don't know. You think so? Can't say for sure. Well, I'm in the mm. business of some of these things, and you you'd be surprised at what sells. <laughs> oh, that's true. I I'm not, I've never collected anything, so I don't really know. So I'm like, that's Club Seven pass for that. That would firmly surprise me. Um. But besides that, yes, they were a bop. They were very entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, TV show definitely was cute and funny. Them just trying to be a singing group in America and make it. But they ended up in, like, the most random place. Like, it's not like they were anywhere. I don't know. It was just funny. It was it was very cute. It was yep. very cute. So, Mandy, you have anything else you want to close with before we wrap this thing up? Mm, I don't think I have anything extra. Okay. Would you like to tell the listeners? Where, oh, no, no, no. There's something I didn't want to add. So, you guys, we're coming up on a milestone episode in a couple of episodes, and I wanted to know what kind of paraphernalia you guys would like. We're going to create some stuff, either shirts or pins or stickers. I'm leaning towards stickers because you know, you can put them on stuff, <laughs> and mm-hmm. well, but like marketing, getting the word out, and promoting the podcast. But just want to know what you guys think about that, or if Mandy, you if you're leaning towards any one type of thing, like a shirt or a hoodie or I don't know, a backpack. Like, what would be your idea way of seeing MNO podcast when you walk out your door? Well, I've decided. I used to have this button hat in college, which was just a hat that I covered with buttons. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would like <laughs> to see say. a button. Uh-huh. <laughs> a button. Buttons are cool. People collect but not buttons. buttons. And you can... Yeah. Yeah. When I said buttons, just for people who might be confused, it's not like the buttons you use to yeah, sure. put your shirt yeah, together. But like the buttons that people have if they're like running for office or something like that, you know, or just have sayings on them. So. Yeah. An M&O button that people can wear on their hats or their shirts or any other clothing would, item. I think I'd that like would that. Be perfect. Even the, put it on my the hat. shape would be perfect since the logo is circular. So that's a really good idea. The button did not cross my mind. So that's mm-hmm. a good idea. Okay. 
All right, you guys. I also think we might do a giveaway soon. So we're going to ask a question in regards to the podcast, and we'll get our responses, and we'll randomly choose a winner. So maybe you'll get some buttons. Maybe you'll get some other free goodies. And that will be coming up very, very, very soon, before the holidays. Oh, snap. Yeah, yeah, we getting interactive with this thing. Mandy, can you tell the people how they can find us and reach us so maybe you guys can participate in these giveaways? Yeah, I can do that. You okay. can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at MNO Podcast. You can send us your comments and questions at mandyandolly at gmail.com. And also, please be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. If you're on iTunes, please give us five stars. That'd be great. Write a review, too, if you're in there. Mm-hmm. An honest one, too. We're not fishing for just great things. If you just tell us how you feel. Oh, yeah. Feedback, 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 yeah. That's a Janet Jackson throwback for all you young folks. Yeah, and also if you want to do feedback but you don't listen to us on iTunes, you can always slide in the DMs and say exactly mm-hmm. how you feel right there. Mm-hmm. You can definitely do that. This was fun. It was good talking to y'all. Yeah, Thank you for listening. For Bye. And you take advantage of every weekend. Every weekend I heard some things. I heard some things, but I can't complain because I stuck to you and I asked your name. Yeah, I came with game. Tell me your name. Then you look so familiar Yeah, you look so familiar Don't I know you from back when?